And so, here we are, entering a new season at Calvary Bible Church. And so this morning I thought the most appropriate passage I could speak from would be Ecclesiastes chapter 3. So you can turn there with me. Um, This is a passage that uh, a hippie band turned into a popular song back in the 60s or 70s, or to everything, turn, 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 there is the season, turn, turn, turn. Uh, We are not going to sing any hippie songs this morning. I promise. The first thing we need to understand as we approach this book is that it was written most likely by Solomon at the end of his life when he had seen and experienced everything under the sun, as he puts it, or under heaven. And he takes the approach that if you look at life as just what happens here on this earth with no eternal perspective, everything will seem utterly and completely pointless. If we only look at life as what happens here on earth without a biblical worldview and God's plan for everything and, and we only see patterns and cycles and laws of physics and science, life will seem completely random and you will never find any permanent benefit from your work, from your toil, from your relationships, or even from your success. Because why? What's going to happen? We all die. You are going to die and it's all going to be gone. But he comes to this part in chapter 3 and he makes this statement in verse 1. For everything there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. He says that there are ebbs and flows in life. There are specific seasons and time frames in life and specific events that happen in those seasons. And we see this all over the place, right? Uh, the Lakers just won back-to-back championships. We're the Laker haters. I am one of them. Yes. Okay. All right. But you know what? Next season, they're going to do it all over again. And there's more than likely going to be a new champion. The Lakers can't win it every year. <laughs> right? There's no champion for all time. They're not going to stop. They're just going to keep doing it over and over again. So sports seasons are cyclical. They come and they go. Um, I'm entering a new season where I'm going back to school. Mitch Lowe is entering a season where he will be the youth pastor at, youth, at Calvary Bible Church. Our economy is in a down season. But it's only a season. Let's don't forget that. Pastor Lee and Sister Nancy celebrating their 50th wedding anniversary. They've been through many seasons. Okay? Right? Good ones, hard ones, um, and entering this 50th year, this is a whole new season, you know? And we will celebrate that today. Renewing their vows. Um, we've had a lot of graduations the past couple of weeks, right? Lots of teens um, being released from prison of high school. <laughs> and now they're free. In the real world, where they got to get a job or go back to college. 
The point is that there is an appropriate time for everything that happens in our lives, even the bad and painful things. Life is not random, and God is not too weak to stop the bad things from happening, but he has the ability to make them work out for good, and we're going to get to this. So, young people, seek God's wisdom for what to do in the appropriate season of your life. If you are in school, do the appropriate things in that season. If you are in a relationship, don't move forward with, you know, getting pregnant, whatever, you know. That's just... Okay. We can end up moving ahead without God's advice for the appropriate timing, giving ourselves more painful seasons than if we had waited and trusted for God's timing. So there are seasons. And now he's going to give some some examples of times where things are going to happen and times where things are going to not happen, believe it or not. Uh, A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep and a time to cast away, a time to tear and a time to sow, a time to keep silence and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Things are going to happen in your life. Some of them will be good, some of them will be bad. And you say, well, duh, Of course. But really, how many of us spend most of our time trying to make sure that nothing bad ever happens? And I'm not saying that we should hope for or encourage bad things to happen, but but we all know people who are constantly stressed out, right? They're just waiting for the next catastrophe to happen in their life. So what do they do? They try to control everything and account for every variable of what might go wrong and they end up totally miserable. And, and while trying to prevent all the bad things from happening, they miss the good things that are happening. They miss the good times in their life. Because we need to understand that there are going to be good seasons and bad seasons. There's no one who does not go through hard times in life. And so we need to understand that there will be good seasons and bad seasons. And now I don't have time to go into each one of these, but, but we can pick out some things from them. Uh, we can see that they are opposites, right? We also see that they balance each other out. Everyone is going to die at some point. That balances out being born. Um, when you plant something, you expect to reap the fruit of what was planted. Buildings need to be torn down and new buildings need to be put up. We don't just continually build, build, build. Uh, 
Sometimes the old has to be torn down and be replaced with the new. The point of these things is that while we are alive, nothing is going to last forever. So we should not build our identity around any of these things. We should not put our hope in any of these things that come and go. We will end up increasingly frustrated in despair if we expect someone to live forever. If we think we should always be happy. We will, we will not always be weeping, nor will we always be laughing. So expecting to never be sad, or to always be sad, is unrealistic. Because, you know, sometimes we know those people who, who are um, just always depressed. No matter what is happening. It's like hanging out with Eeyore. Right? No one wants to hang out with Eeyore all day. I like verse 5. Verse 5 says there's a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. Uh, I checked a few sources and no one really knows what this means. Not even Pastor Lee. <laughs> it's true. Uh, I saw one person say it refers to when people would throw rocks in a farmer's field to destroy the field so that the farmer couldn't use it anymore. Uh, and then gather them when the field was ready to be used again. Uh, another person said it means that there was a time to gather rocks to build walls for defense and a time when it wouldn't be necessary. Um, I think my favorite one was one guy said that, that it was just simply for a time when you needed to store up rocks to throw at people. <laughs> so that's the Bahamian version, right? <laughs> Definitely. <clears throat> There will be times when you need to... Yep. Um, moving on. There will be relationships that you keep and relationships you have to let go of. There are times to show affection and times to refrain from showing affection. There will be times to clean house and throw all your junk away. Um... Like an, like an episode of Hoarders on A&E. Anybody seen that show? Yeah. Uh, a time to love and a time to hate. People get hung up on this, on this verse and wonder if it's okay to hate people. Um, the point here is that there is, there is a righteous anger that is definitely legitimate under the right circumstances. So we don't get to use this verse to hate anyone. Um, there's a time for war and a time for peace. How much freedom has been gained through war? A ton of it. And so sometimes war has its appropriate place. But we should not find our identity in making war. And we should not find our identity in having peace all the time. Because like Solomon has said, these things come and they go. And if we cannot adjust to when in the good times or the bad, life is going to be miserable. 
All of these examples make the point that there will be thousands of experiences that happen in our lives that make them so complex, which can lead to confusion and a feeling of helplessness and hopelessness. If we think that everything is random and that God is not in control or there is no God, and we are just living our life under the sun. And our response may be uh, like verses 9 and 10. What gain has the worker from his toil? I have seen the business that God has given to the children of man to be busy with. What do we gain from going through all these things, from going through all these seasons and times? We can work really hard, but one day we're all just going to die and lose it all anyway. No matter how much we try to fix something, eventually it's going to break down again. As soon as you fix something, one thing in your house, what happens? Your car breaks down. The internet goes out. The AC goes out. Or maybe we do something and we fix it up really good. Or we buy something uh, that makes our life really convenient, makes our lives easier. But then what happens? Something else gets invented that's a totally new way to do something and what you just bought is now obsolete. And so going through the cycles of life and death and heartbreak and pain and success and failure and getting sick and getting better can feel pointless and lead us to this question. What do we gain from all this seemingly random wandering? Verse 11 tells us, He has made everything beautiful in its time. Also, He has put eternity into man's heart, yet so that he cannot find out what God has done from the beginning to the end. God has made everything beautiful in its time. All of the small, seemingly unimportant events that happen in our lives, the good ones and the bad ones, are not random. That loved one who is sick, that heartbreak that you're experiencing, that financial struggle you're going through, that loneliness you feel, that success that you might be experiencing in business or in love or with your family. Those good grades you got, that college you're going to, none of it is random. God is using all of it to weave together something beautiful. Even the difficult and painful situations, God can use to weave something beautiful. Even though on this side of heaven, we might only see the ugly stitchings. You know? You see one side of something that's sewn up and it looks really pretty, but on the back side, you see where it's all you know, tied up and it's not very pretty. But God is stitching our lives together to make something beautiful. He tells us that God has put eternity into man's heart. Have you ever tried to think of, of how God has existed for all eternity? 
People like to ask the question, when did God begin? Uh, because our brains can't wrap around that concept. But the Word tells us that God has no beginning, even though we can't fully comprehend that. And we know God has put it in us that there is something greater, something eternal. God has put it in our hearts to long for eternity and what comes after this life. But the problem is that so many people try to store up everything and make this life their savior. But it can't be. God has done everything possible to make it possible for us to be exceedingly happy after this fleeting life is over. He sent Jesus to die on the cross to take the penalty for our sin, to be buried, and to be resurrected from the murderous death he took so that now we can live with purpose. We know it's not random. Knowing that God is real and that what we do really matters. All you must do is trust that Jesus is who he said he is, said he was, and that he did what God's word said he did in laying his life down for you. And now this life doesn't become your only means of happiness because you're living for eternity now. Solomon continues in verse 12 to tell us that while we're here on earth, despite all the struggle and difficulty that can sometimes come, we might as well try to enjoy it. Uh, I perceive that there is nothing better for, for them than to be joyful and to do good as long as they live. Also, that everyone should eat and drink and take pleasure in all his toil. This is God's gift to man. We should try to enjoy life as we go through these seasons. We don't make it our Savior. We don't make it our only hope for happiness. We don't forget that it's temporary. But while God is working in eternity... And while we are living, God gives us the opportunity to enjoy life and to do good. And finally, verse 14. I perceived that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. God has done it so that people fear before him. We cannot fight God's plan. You can try. Uh, but you will end up jaded and hardened and always feeling like life is unfair. But God is working out his plan. He's making everything appropriate, everything beautiful in his time. And he does it, why? So that we will revere and worship him. That's what your whole life is about, teens. Not getting girls not wearing clothes, uh, not finding a man, not getting good grades, not Oakleys, uh, not making money, but aligning your life with God's plans so that when he makes it beautiful, everyone will see and do what? Revere, fear, and worship God. Let's pray that all of us We'll do that. Let's pray. Father, 
Lord, we, we thank you for the seasons in our life. Lord, your word tells us to be thankful in everything, in all situations, even the hard ones. Lord, help us to do that. Help us to surrender control to you. Help us to accept um, that things happen. Help us to not try to control and manipulate every situation so that um, there's never any pain. We will be frustrated. We will be angry, even at you, Father. Lord, help us to, to allow you to work in our life, to accept the beauty that you're trying to weave as we come into new seasons and exit old ones. Lord, I pray for the young people of this church that they would... Um, that they would give their hearts to you, that they would understand that your plan for them is greater than any plan that they could conceive for themselves, that your plan is perfect. Lord, help us all to just do what we can to worship and revere you. In Jesus' name, amen.